Thanks a lot, everyone, for coming here. Um, thanks uh, for that introduction. And yeah, I just felt quite um, quite inspired as well. I'm glad I didn't feel uh, kind of, I didn't find that introduction a bit daunting. I was just like, kind of, yes, that's 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 right. Uh, so yes, I have taken, I think it was the blue pill, but I can't be sure. I did, I've taken the blue pill to see reality. Um, well, I like to think it's blue because we wear blue, so I like to think it's, uh, <laughs> there was the blue pill. Um, so there is uh, generally, in these talks, I don't know what you expect, but you might want to hear what happens in a, in a Northern Nation retreats and what, how is it like and... Um, what happens if it's special, what kind of um, experiences I had. And obviously, if you've, if you've been on retreat, even if it's for a weekend and someone asks you, how was it? It's quite difficult to pin down our experience for a weekend or a week. So try to do it of a few months. It's just, uh, it's just not going to happen. So I'm not going to even attempt to tell you the retreat. But as Priya Vadita mentioned, um, there's a few things that happened that maybe are particularly special on the retreat, where it's an ordination retreat. And with the ordination, you take um, quite a few things, well, like the bows, the ordination bows. You take a new name, you take uh, 10 precepts, and you take a sadhana as well, the visualization. Yeah, I cannot say it now. No, I can't. It's a dyslexia night. I'm not going to try now. It's Maybe later we'll come. Uh, so, um, so I just decided to pick on one theme, which actually has a lot of, a kind of a lot of happen around this theme, which is the new name, which is probably uh, the most appropriate, because as well, in a way, I think for me this is the best context to try to introduce myself, um, um, which makes it quite a personal talk. It's not just because it's like about me, but it feels like I'll try to. Um, it's quite close to me, so I'll try to. Um, if, so yeah, I'm kind of being nervous, I suppose, because it's yeah, it's something very dear to me. It's what I, what I am, what I'll try to be, what inspires me, and you know, hopefully you'll take it with a, with a, with kindness <laughs> and receptivity, whatever, um, whatever I'll, I'll say. So it feels kind of quite intimate, but important. But at the same time, I kind of wanted to just, just say it. Um, so I, I, I forgot I. I I wanted to talk about this, um, and I just I was reading my notes earlier, and it said, um, "Taking a new name, a new name into a new life." So that's what I'm going to talk about. Um, so I wanted to reflect a bit about like what, why taking a new name. And they, um, recently, a friend was on Facebook was debating about. Um, I think someone got frustrated about using the label of being a Buddhist or just using labels. So he was saying that, because um, even the Buddha would, if you try to go beyond self and beyond identity, what would you take identities? But so that, they, this could so easily 
Um, not um, well, it could alienate ourselves from from what we are, what we already are, and what we could be. Yeah. I think the Buddha um, um, talks a bit about that um, particular relationship or their relationship back then in India with the caste system, just going beyond caste system. You know, there you get you you're born into a caste system, and and that's it. And you you're all just just the place of your birth and your family of birth it conditions so much of your life and your and your possibilities your your potentials and what you can become and so so and people ask about what's your caste system and so they immediately lock you down into what you are and i think we're not very much we're not very different from that in the west we have like you know one of our first questions like oh what do you do so I want to I want to I want to label to you and to terms of your job. How much do you earn? Uh, what kind of uh, what what gym do you go to? What uh, I don't know. What do you, what's, what are your hobbies or like social class? You no, know, what you kind of working class? What's your background? I'm trying to pin you down. Part of it is just very innocent, very um, very practical because it's very difficult to relate with each other in the full complexity of what we are. So in a way it's quite easy to try to simplify things. But the problem with simplifying things is just kind of limits it can limit us. Um, so is there's something there to say about taking an identity that is um, that is not about narrow, narrow, narrowing you down, but is with a purpose of of something more. Um, so when people would join uh, the Buddhist order, they would become uh, when they become uh, disciples of the Buddha, they would lose their caste their caste system, and they would become a, like a son of the Buddha, which is some of the things that we're kind of going to hear about on the puja after after this bit. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what it means. It means uh, being um, taken maybe taking uh, an identity that goes beyond um, self-clinging, self-narrowness, and to complete expansion and creativity, that enlightenment is, not that purely compassion and wisdom. But anyway, this, you know, that, that could be another whole talk, I suppose. Um, so I'll just tell you how, and that's the spirit, pretty much, of how we take order names in in our order we um and we don't choose them we could give them and we could give them by our preceptor who's uh, who's the main um who's the main player if you want on witnessing you as part of the order is who welcomes you into the order and because it's who sees more um intimately maybe what's what or who you are in this case, who who I am, who I was, or what what inspires me, um, and you know, names are quite mixed, but often they have like you get a description of what the person is like, what uh, what their abilities are, or there could be something like, like a bit of a blind spot for them to bring them more more alive, you know, um, to balance the practice, or it could be. 
Uh, you know, there's all sorts of names. They're very poetic names. Um, and often as well, um, Priyavada said that you, you're a bodhisattva name almost. So just, it's something that you can... All the names, are, they have a lot of beauty and virtue and skills. And they try... There's something that you can always uh, grow into. So it's not something that... It's not an identification of what you are, but as well as what you can become more so. Um, yeah. And particularly I wanted to talk about this because um, I've got a funny story. And if you've seen me on Facebook or my emails, you'll see that um, sometimes I've got a H there. Or uh, you'll see the name, on, if you've received my post in my community, you see that there's another name there. That's Hataka. So um, name's Hataka Sangadara. Um, Sangadara is the name that my preceptor gave me, and um, it means upholder, uh, holder, or support, supporter of the Sangha. And Sangha, Sangha is the spiritual community, as well, that can be translated into three different things. Um, you know, Sangha as a, as a society, as a group of people, or could be um, the Dharma practitioners, people who, who are going for refuge to the three Jews. Um, they're, they're practicing the Dharma and they aspire to Buddhahood. That's the Sangha. And it has the other level of the Arya Sangha, which are the, oh, the enlightened Sangha. The already, um, yeah, they're already enlightened Sangha. So there's kind of, if you see this, it has these three dimensions, so like the broader community, a society, their spiritual community, and the, the noble, noble community. Uh, so I want to tell you a bit about what, what's, um, how that name came to existence um, and how, how it landed. And yeah, take some water. I think nervous makes the mouth very dry. Hmm. So with this, I wanted to start with the story. And this is a story of... Um, of uh, Hataka the Alabi. Hataka the Alabi is a character um, there that appears in the Pali Canon. The Pali Canon is the, the uh, or canonic text, Buddhist text. And um, I first encountered, I, found, I heard this name the first time a few, quite a few years ago in a talk by Artapriya, who's uh, my Kalyanamitra and president of this center. Um, and in this, in this talk, it was a talk about the Sangha, actually. It was a series of talks about the Sangha. And Artapriya talked about how Hataka the Alabi, who's, um, who's, uh, who's I think, a prince of Alabi, um, that um, becomes a disciple of the Buddha. And then the Buddha, well, you know, he wanders around India. And when he comes back, um, he finds that Hataka... The Alabi has created a Sangha around Alabi, so, and it's grown and it's very healthy. And the Buddha asked him, well, how did you do this? Um, well, how, yeah, how do you grow and maintain a Sangha? So, and he, he communicates back the uh, four Sangha Havastus, which is uh, the means of unification or, or conversion into the Sangha. Um, and when I heard the the name in the context of the story, I just, I just felt like my, my, my heart swollen and, and jumped and I felt like, oh, that's me. Um, 
one of the things is what was happening back then. I was, I was, I was finding the other nation process quite frustrating. I wanted to, I wanted to resign the process, but I know I couldn't actually give. That is not what I really wanted. I know I couldn't actually give my back to the three Jews. Not, I didn't want to, and I actually it was more than that. I just felt like I couldn't. Well, I, taking that metaphor, like it felt like I taken the blue pill, and once you're taking the blue pill, you cannot. Uh, yeah, you cannot walk back. So I felt like, um, yeah, that I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't actually do it. But part of me just find it so frustrating and difficult that it's just like I so don't want to do this. I, I want to not want to do this. Uh, that's how I felt. So I tried to kind of, I even consciously tried to cultivate indifference to the ordination itself, uh, which I managed. Because it felt like actually it was it was just yeah it was distracting me for my deepening of my practice. So maybe ordination itself became a bit of too much of a focus on on of a refuge rather than the three jewels. Um, anyway, I could give a whole other story about that. But but um, yeah, that would be my be my life story, I suppose. But um, but in here. Well, then this story made for me is like the fact that Hatka de Labi was a, a layman, I was a householder, but I still was able to, to help the Buddha uh, practice the Dharma and to grow the Sangha um, with a very four very simple uh, and yet difficult things to exemplify, to do. Um, I thought, like, yeah, that's, that's what I want to do, that's what I, I want to be. It doesn't matter my position with the, with the, with the order. I just want to support, I just want to grow, uh, I just want to give myself to the Sangha. So for a few years, and as I said, like the, the order name really gets given by your preceptor. So immediately after my heart swore and I, and I and it felt, it said something like, that's me. Immediately my brain is like, oh no, 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 you don't do that. <laughs> that's not how the game goes. There's no, that's not the rules. That's not, you know, you don't, you never, nobody chooses their name. Um, whether to what point I choose or not, but I don't know. I, I felt I kind of responded to the name. But for the next few years, actually, it gave me just focus. It gave me inspiration. At times, I remember just at difficult times, I just whispered this name, Hataka, and it would just give me, it just give me um, energy of motives to just kind of carry on. And it became my, my, my focus of... Uh, um, my idea of like what, what I was about what I wanted to do, what I wanted to be. So like, it doesn't matter how the other nation process was going or what was going, all, all the, all the uncertain, uncertain things were going on around my life. Um, Hataka just kind of gave me inspiration and focus. So anyway, that's just, as well interesting, just kind of how a name, you can take a name or you, uh, you can be taken by a name and has an effect in my internal life, but I think as well had a... I think for me, I mean, I never said it for a long time, um, but it was, it just became how, um, it gave me clarity on how I wanted to communicate of, uh, about who I was. You know, what I started saying, you know, I just want to support the Sangha. And I kind of, I meant it, and I know where I was coming from, but I suppose by having Hataka, like, it gave me direction. I was just like, yeah, this is what I'm doing, you know. Um, yeah. So yeah, it felt like kind of it just kind of took took host, hostage of my heart in a bit, but quite secretly. So, 
Um, yeah, so it was just a secret source of inspiration. And, and actually, I didn't say it. I didn't share this name even with my preceptor until I very late. I should have. I was invited to go on the retreat the previous year, but I didn't go for visa problems and blah, blah, blah. So m- my preceptor chose a name like a few years ago, and it was a very good name. So, uh, but still, and I, so I still kind of had kind of a nice hatter in my heart, and I, I just, um, as a source of inspiration, but until some point, actually, he came to Manchester to visit me last year, and um, I guess I was hoping that just, he would just found this name in the Pali Canon. I don't know how he would have, but, uh, and he would say, oh yeah, this is, this is Sankadara, and, uh, and he would just give it to me. But like, I, I felt like that wasn't happening, so maybe he kind of needed to be more uh, pointed. Uh, but the point is that it actually happened. Obviously, he had a name, and it was a good name, so he didn't, I don't think he really, um, well, he listened to me. I didn't say, actually, I didn't say, like, oh, this name is very important to me, you know, it means a lot to me for this and this and this reason. I was trying to play it light. Because one of the things, you know, we talk about, um, um, you know, trying to be, no, not have attachments and not being, uh, you know, all these things. Maybe, maybe not attachment or not, not kind of, you don't want, as well, you don't want to direct your own precept. <laughs> But, uh, but at the same time, I was aware that that name hasn't gone away and was a source of inspiration. And I just, I felt like I kind of wanted to share it with him. But at the same time, just like, kind of, oh, well, you know, I just read this bit and I think it's kind of great. I should read it. And I'm quite inspired by this story. And that's it. No? Uh, <laughs> so, uh, part as well, me trying to just kind of play it lightly, actually. I just didn't want to take it very seriously because I knew I wouldn't take that name. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't get given that name. Um, so when the, um, yeah, and so, so I said it. And early on the year, in a meeting with friends, uh, I was with another friend who was uh, joining the order as well. And we were ma- playing around with possible names. And, um, and I don't know why... Uh, well, then in, the, in, this, in this context, it was four of us, and one said, Hataka. Is Hataka a name? Yeah. I just felt, I felt like suddenly I was, I was like a little naked baby. That suddenly someone opened, opened the closet kind of by accident or something. I was just like in this wardrobe or something. And, um, and I was just like, um, I was pl- trying to play it light, but I, was, I felt kind of quite naked and vulnerable. I feel very weird. Huh? Very good friends of mine anyway. So I said like, so I said something like, ah, yes, that's, <laughs> it is a name. <laughs> In fact, that, that's kind of a name that I'm kind of hoping for. <laughs> Isn't that silly of me? <laughs> but I just left like, an, <sighs> I just felt like, uh, you know, it, was, it just felt weird. It just felt right to hear it, but it felt wrong as well. It just felt um, and I remember then with that retreat finished and one of them when say goodbye uh, said like oh goodbye Hataka and I just felt again like so right and so wrong and it's just like I just kind of shy and very um, yeah I felt like quite vulnerable I think that was I felt quite vulnerable but he felt like yeah it wasn't kind of quite ready so anyway like Priyavati mentioned like there's we have this practice of uh, the six element practice was you pray Basically, just you're reflecting on letting go to, th- to it all. Uh, 
um, you know, you're kind of getting ready to really take completely a new life. So for that, you want to get get rid of, uh, get rid of, or just go beyond uh, um, as much as you can, and just really be receptive to just to your sadhana, to your new name, to the precepts. You know, to just, you know, there's a lot of that. So, um, so, so as as it was getting closer to the private or the nation. Um, you know, I was one of the things I was most uh, concerned about. Which was, it was actually managing to completely be detached about Hataka, because I was sure I wasn't going to get that name. I was just, so I was trying to just really let go and just be completely open and just focusing on the trust I had with Ketraja, my preceptor, and. And, yeah, just kind of trying to be open and just kind of trying to let that name go, in a way. Um, I'm, I'm mostly as well, because I didn't want to upset my preceptor. So I didn't, uh, yeah, I didn't want to upset him. Um, uh, well, and I, well, I didn't want to upset myself as well. I didn't want to just kind of be like, oh, there's nothing anymore. I want to blah, blah, blah. I'd just be like, um, so, yeah. And actually, even a few for a few years, people would tell me like, "Oh, um, I think Hataka, no, sorry, I think Sangha, Sangha would be a great thing on your name, wouldn't it?" And I would say things like, "Oh, I hope no. It's too obvious. It would be like calling me Mexican or something." <laughs> I thought I said, "I hope you get something more poetic or something more." <laughs> Private of the nation when I could, when I heard the name Sangadara. Well, was as well. I remember just one of the things I was trying to focus on, not just kind of being completely open, but I say, uh, at the same time, in the case, in case I wasn't completely open and relaxed, at least I wanted to put a completely blank face. So if I would be disappointed, I wouldn't express it. So Ketraja wouldn't be. Because it's a very nerve-wracking thing to do. That's why I imagine giving a name to someone that you've been thinking about for years. And, and suddenly, I don't know, someone, I, know, I don't like that name or something. <laughs> so I didn't want to do that. So I was just kind of trying to be just kind of straight face and just like let my responses to happen later. Uh, so then he said Sangadar, and I just felt inside of me just feeling like, oh, of course that's me. I was just kind of like, duh, yeah. It was just, obviously, it was a song in my name. Duh. I felt, I, in me, I just kind of rolled my eyes back. And I'm like, yeah, that, I'm saying that, obviously. So I went back to the shrine. And uh, a terrible night. Because it meant that uh, I felt like then I was trying to reason out Hataka from my heart. I just felt like, I just felt like having this conversation of like, well, Thanks, Hataka, for all your inspiration and, and support and encouragement and focus and, <laughs> and, and you know, for <laughs> giving me light in my heart. But, you know, the new, I felt like, you know, the new tenant is here, the new owner of the house, actually. So uh, just thanks, Pan, copy your stuff. I think we've been doing a lot of sex element practice, so just off you go. No? <laughs> and um, so but I just felt, it wasn't until then, I just felt like, and that was quite painful, because then it felt like um, Hataka was just like taking 
ownership of my heart with that kind of golden coat, with that golden kind of coat in my, half of my heart, and just with deep roots in my heart. And with my brain, I was just like, like no, no, I don't mean to have attachments. I don't, you know, like just let it go, let it go, let it go. And uh, um, I just couldn't sleep the whole night because I felt as soon as I would wake up, I don't remember my dreams very much. I think it was very, very active night. But every time I would become a bit more conscious, it just felt like my brain was just like up to kind of trying to reason out Hataka. You know, I needed to resolve that out. And as well, I was sharing a room with Ketraja, my preceptor. So it's not I couldn't, you know, I was just there kind of at night waking up and just felt like in a battle. And one of the things that started happening is that um, Hataka, part of the heart, was just like saying, like, no, no, I'm Sangadara, I'm Sangadara. And my brain was like, yeah, of course you would say that, wouldn't you? Because, you know, you, you, just, you attach or something. I was just, uh, um, yeah, I just felt like you've just been a rebel or a stubbornness. You just want to get your own thing. So you just want to get it your own way or something. You just want to. And, um, but but Hatsuko was just like, no, I am Sangadara, I am Sangadara. I was very tired by the meditation in the morning. I just said, you know, guys, just... Uh, you know, okay, you had to come. Maybe it will take a while. I guess I wanted to resolve everything in a night. So, uh, <laughs> so, um, so I, I, I said, Hatsuko, just okay. You stay on this side, and uh, Sangadara, you sit here, and uh, you know, just give me a break. <laughs> it's just kind of, and it just felt like rather than kind of pushing that side, it just felt like it started to co- covering the other half of the heart with another precious metal like copper, rose copper thing. And uh, and it just felt like actually they started to reflect in each other. Actually there was a lot of uh, uh, very soon after just leaving that battle uh, it just became like they were both two, two sides of one coin. There were two faces of the very same thing. Um, so that's what I wanted to to talk about a bit. Um, so yeah, basically, I just uh, just by this, I just it became uh, became clear. I became com- convinced that it was thanks to Hataka and the focus that has given me that Sangadara came into existence. And not only that, that the fact that Sangadara. Uh, appeared is just it felt like. Um, then kind of Hataka had a had a body to to live on and to be kind of live up. Um, yeah. So um, so now I'll talk about you know the, the two uh, sitting together. So one of the um, one of the means of Dara. Um, I remember the first time I heard someone, Arya Dara, when uh, Madhugosha came back from his ordination retreat, a friend of, a common friend, Arya Dara, um, when he was talking a lot about Dara, the meaning of Dara in his name, he was, he was using a lot his hand. So that's something I remember a lot. And uh, so the meaning of Dara is as well supporter, supporter, upholder of the Sangha. And, um, and actually, and I didn't know that until, because then the day after, I guess I started reading about Hataka. You know, when he started to say, like, you know, we make sense. I was just like, okay, so who's this Hataka? So I just went to the library, yes. I was reading the Pali Canon. 
and there's some great stuff uh, that, but, um, but and then in the Pali dictionary I found that hatha means hand so that's a kind of nice coincidence I thought um, and one of the um, Hataka, when he says the Sangrahavastus to the Buddha, there's four Sangrahavastus. I think it's uh, generosity, gift, uh, it's kind speech, it's beneficial activity, and exemplification. So just felt as well that by, by Hataka's life example, Hataka the Alabi appears sometimes in, um, in the context of being referred as, a, as an example for, for laymen. Um, and one of the qualities that the Buddha rejoices about Hataka is that he's endowed with faith, he's virtuous, he's got a sense of moral shame and moral dread, he's learned, generous, wise, and has a few desires. Um, so one of the meanings of, um, of that as upholder, which is kind of, that it could be by exemplification, which exemplification itself is one of the four Sangrahavastus. It just felt like the four Sangrahavastus and this list of qualities that Hataka the Alabi had. It just kind of gave me a kind of clear idea of how to become more of a Sangadhara, more of a, more of a upholder and supporter of the Sangha. You know, the fact that he had a Sangha, uh, he kept the Sangha healthy for when the Buddha would come back to. Um, it just... Um, yeah, so it just kind of give, it means like in, in the life of Hataka, there is tips, there is, uh, gives me an idea of how I can become more of a Sangadhar. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not having any of these, uh, well, I can grow more of these qualities. Um, so it's a kind of, you know, because then in the name, it's just like, well, you, you're a supporter of holder of the Sangha. I know that you've got the whole of the Dharma to, <laughs> to get on with it, but I suppose this Hataka just kind of giving me a bit more, more specialized focus, if you want. Um, yeah, so Dara as well means, um, um, yeah, the holder of together. That's one of the things that on my uh, private ordination said uh, is he who holds, holds together, brings together. And you know, Hataka with the. Uh, for Sangrahavastus, he just brought together a Sangha and just kept it together. A very healthy Sangha. Um, yeah, so he was an exemplar, a lay, uh, exemplar lay disciple uh, or a householder. And through being yeah, ethical, generous, learned, and contented. And one of the meanings of um, Dara as well. Is uh, knowing by by heart. So um, one of the first, I love I love this this as well meaning of dara knowing by heart. So one of the qualities of Hataka then is uh, he who has great faith. Apparently he died before the Buddha did, and then he came. Uh, well, he attained uh, stream entry. Uh, you know, he attained big insight. So he was reborn in, in heaven, um, and then came back to the in a, in a lower in a higher plane, and came to visit the Buddha. And the Buddha says, "Allah, oh, how are you doing? How's 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 the heaven?" And he said, "Like, oh no, it's great. 
Um, <laughs> and the Buddha asks him, um, "Have you? Um, do you still? Do you think about much about the Dharma?" He said, "Oh, yeah, very much. So people still come and wants to hear about my stories and the Dharma that I learned from my time with you." He says. But it's one thing, uh, there's, uh, there's three things I regret uh, of not have done more of when I was alive. And this is, um, and this is spending more time with the Buddha, spending more time with the Dharma, and spending more time with the Sangha. So it's really, it's really close to his heart, he had a great faith. Uh, and even though you know, he was there with the Buddha, had a Sangha and just you know, attained insight, so he had a big grasps on the sang- on the Dharma and still actually hold very you know he said he regretted to not have done more of that um, and as well you could think about by knowing knowing by heart of what that's kind of well reflective it's like to really know by heart the Sangha uh, if you think about not just you <laughs> or like society, like really need to be empathic, really go beyond myself, really being aware of others, being aware of you, my Sangha. But as well, what about the Arya Sangha? And to really know by heart the Arya Sangha, I need to become one myself. So if you want Sangha Dara, it has these whole uh, levels of engagement with society, with, with Sangha, but at the same time with, with, with enlightenment. So you get a sense of what, you know, what a name can be, you know, is things are already close to my heart and I've been doing, but at the same time there's far more uh, that I can become uh, with, with it, with my, with my name. It already says a lot, but it can, for me to embody fully Sangadara, um, because I need, I need the help of, uh, not with the help of Sahatka, this, just I can become more fully Sangadar. When I mentioned, so I was really scared about, well, for me, all these then make complete sense, you know, I was just like, yeah, I'm just kind of Hataka Sangadar, that's, that's kind of what I am. Uh, but obviously, then the next scary thing was to tell my present. Because <laughs> obviously, I was still the fear, like, am I just kind of, get a clever way of getting my way and keeping the name I want or something. I mean, one of the problematic things is, I think I saw so much connection and richness of both of them together that, uh, you know, if my name would have been something completely different, then, uh, you know, that, that wouldn't kind of happen. But there's like so much between them. It really felt like they're two sides of one coin. And yeah, no, Sangadar is my old name. Uh, but what, what, um, when Ketaraja asked me how, how did I find my name, and I, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to tell him everything now. So I said everything that I just told you, and, um, or a version of it. And, uh, and uh, he said, oh, it sounds like if Hataka would have coordained, if he would have joined the order, uh, it would have been Sangadara. So like, it sounds like Sangadara is Hataka's order name. Uh, I was actually quite relieved that he wasn't like, oh, well, you know, uh, why now you've got a name? <laughs> like he knew, uh, even in the private ordination, he knew that I had something with, with, a, with, with the name Hataka. 
Because before he gave me the name, he said, and the name I choose is <laughs> Sangadhar. Um, but yeah, you know, it felt it felt very much about that. Um, I felt I felt quite seen by him, seeing the the connections with with Hataka and Sangadhar. And I guess that's part of what I wanted to say today. I wanted to share that today because for me, it's a very um, you know whether you think if. If you see my name Hataka around Sangadara, sometimes just the H, if you think that I'm just kind of attached to something, we're still, maybe it's healthy attachment, maybe it's just giving me inspiration. And I do see it like that. I do see it that it gives me more of a Sangadara. I really don't think it's me trying to get, get, uh, get around with what, I, with what I want, I think. Yeah, no. Sometimes I do that, but <laughs> you would know. But uh, yeah, in here it seems like actually my motives. Uh, there's there's a lot of inspiration for me there. Um, so yeah, and so I want to carry on this name. Um, you know, that's as a reminder, as an inspiration of uh, how to cultivate and how to grow um, more as, as a sangadara. And yeah, and very much really for the because it's something that I love. Um, I see a lot of beauty in it. This is this is what I want to do with my life. This is what I do with my life, and I do hope that I really hope that it's for the benefit of all beings. Um, yeah. <laughs>